Welcome back. Another day, another vlog, Thursday edition. Busy day. Uh, got a good sleep. Super, super stoked about that. Uh, I think I crashed out about nine o'clock last night, and that was the end of me. I um, definitely, that first day when you get home after doing a week of night shifts on the back of two weeks of working straight, uh, yeah, just destroyed. Uh, I think it. It's about a, about a 30 minute second, 30 second uh, sleep prep, uh, lay down, put sheet on or put doona on and then snore like trooper. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, didn't need it. It was really good. Um, got a good, oh, what was that? About no, I think about nine, uh, about 10 o'clock actually, I think it was. So 10, so three hours up at seven. So 10 hours, just insane for me. Um, I'm lucky if I get four hours a day. So that's a huge, huge recovery. Sleep and did me the world of good. I got to take my little buddy Jack to school. It's he's, it goes to the chicken place as he calls it. It's not school, they've got some uh, live chickens that the, all the kids feed. So it's the chicken place. <laughs> and it's awesome and I love the walk there. It's, I guess, very cliche. You see it in the movies, you know, Parents walking their kids to school. Um, me and Bentley go for a walk and we take Jack and it's, yeah, it's one of my, probably my favourite part of the the month, the uh, two days I get to do that. Um, and then I get to pick him up this afternoon after four. Me and Bentley will walk back up there and go pick him up and walk home and go to the slides on the way home and we have a good old time. So it's, yeah, very, very cool and it's the probably the most fun part of being a dad. <laughs> it's definitely not wiping his bum in the morning <laughs> a little poo bum but it's look it's good fun and i enjoy it and uh yeah even in lockdown there's you just gotta i guess find the good things in life and that's one of my what's probably my favorite thing in life and uh, getting to spend some time with him and just watching how excited he is just about seeing the world and if you ever worried about life and you need to reset your clock, just look at kids and how they look at the world and it's just everything's just amazing and big and wonderful. And then unfortunately, I think we get a bit jaded as we get a bit older and we, we tend to look at the bad things and so become a mechanic where your whole job is to find the bad things with everything, uh, which is even, which extrapolates that and makes it even worse. Um, yeah, sometimes I think in life we we tend to focus on what's bad with things instead of what's good, uh, and that's why I probably why I love photography so much because it's about what's good in life. It's it's a total opposite of my normal life uh, of finding everything wrong and finding problems with times, data, and spreadsheets. To look at this, this is amazing. Check this out. Here's a, my my vision of this, and I hope you enjoy it. So. I guess that's probably why I do enjoy photography and getting out and, and seeing the world. And I think it's a good way to look at things, to try and find that, to balance out the negative for whatever, working out what is negative that in our life and um, being able to find something to balance it, find something positive, the opposite of whatever that is or something close to that and, and then give yourself a little bit of balance to 
make your, I guess, mental state a little bit better, and especially in these times. Um, pretty tough. Uh, talked to my awesome sister yesterday. She's stuck in Melbourne. Uh, poor, those, all the poor bloody people that have been locked away from wherever you are in the world. It's not just Melbourne. There's other places that are still in lockdown and still suffering. Um, it's a bloody shit feeling. And it's uh, if, and I'm sure all of us would love to see and be able to travel and go and see our friends and family again and do stuff which we consider normal, which may not be the normal for a while. So let's just hope uh, good old Putin's sorted out that vaccine and uh, we uh, get some good results back from him for that. So yeah, pretty cool. Uh, it was good to catch up with her, doing FaceTime, which is always good. Yeah get to sort of uh, get Jack to see his auntie, which is really good. It puts a smile on her face. He gets to sort of catch up with his, his family, which is good, which is hard because when you live in Australia, everyone is a long way away. Um, so family, my family's all the way to Queensland, Victoria, Darwin, so and then all my mates are all over the joint from baseball. So yeah, it's tricky to sort of catch up with people and technology is the other part of this channel is what it's all about as well. You know, uh, FaceTime on your on your Apple products, uh, Zooms and stuff on everything else and all the other technology and amazing bits and pieces we have with cameras and stabilizers and all sorts of bits and gear. So it's pretty cool and it's a good good thing, I think. So you take the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah there's my philosophy for the day or the week. <laughs> anyway, uh, big one today. Oh, I do have to get something. So bear with me one sec. I'll be right back. Radio. So the draft top. I've got the item here. It's out of the packet. I've just got a tin of ginger beer, a Brookvale Union. Doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to give it a crack. We'll just see if we can can open up and see if it all works. Just to test it out. So just push in on this top corner, and that'll pivot out. And what that does is, you can see how that will bring the cutting wheels in closer. And then when you push in, it expands them out. So it looks like it's going on the inside surface of the top of the can that's gonna cut and go down. And so that whereas your normal can open will be on the outside, this is on the inside, obviously, that's possibly why it's the safer side. So we'll push that in. Put that down like that. Oh yeah, that one's. There's the lid. <laughs> How's that? And this is a little bit crumpled. My first one ever of doing it, but definitely no sharp edges on there. And that's pretty cool. Not bad at all. Well, definitely works. So draft top, uh, if you're looking for something, definitely for the boat, it's a little something different. 
um, that's what you end up with. Just as you can see, it just cuts the inside of the top of your can, cuts that out. I don't think it's going to work. I tried it earlier on uh, just a Red Bull, but the, those tops are a bit thicker and it just wouldn't cut through it. It's, uh, but on the normal beer cans, like your aluminium cans, straight through as you've seen there. Um, very, very cool. And you don't have to squeeze too hard. I squeezed a little bit too hard my first time. I was just trying to really give it to it. It's just a light crunch it and it's like the old pipe cutter, just nice and steady, just firm on it and then twist it, twist this around. Don't twist, just don't twist the can. Just twist this around and rotate that round and then do it that way and it worked out a treat. So yeah, very, very cool. Okay, so go check that out. The draft top, the link's down below. Very, very cool. You end up, I've just emptied that out while I was washing my hands. You can see in there, no sharp edges, nothing to grab. Kids can't cut their fingers on it, so you can use it with soft drink. You could do like uh, your Fantas or whatever, and then I put some ice cream in there, like a little ice cream floater, and then you can throw the can away at the end. Oh. <laughs> throw the can at the end, uh, in the bin and into the, straight into recycling, beautiful. So a brilliant idea, uh, something, and I think brilliant for fishing, um, or if you're going to barbecues or whatever, when you want to mixes, but you don't want to have to take cups, you know, all that sort of jazz, you got to take cups and stuff like that. Uh, I think a really well thought out idea and pretty darn simple. As I said, the trick is when you put it on, just turn this, hold that steady, and then just turn that lightly, put some pressure on that handle, nice and lightly, and then away you go. So very, very cool. The draft top, go check it out. Links below, and I think there's a discount. Now they do have little things where you, these little toppers that'll seal it up. Oh, this will work. And that's a 250 mil. But you can also put on there. So if you didn't want to, if you've got bugs or mosquitoes at a barbecue, Again, you don't want to sort of get anything like that in there. There's a little option for you, a little cap to whack straight on the top. And that comes in a little kit with a little keyring, so you can have that as well with this. Nice, fit, it, fit in your pocket, in your cargo pants, back pocket, brilliant idea. Go check it out, draft top, very cool. I've been waiting for a while to see that one and I'm really glad it works. I probably should have tested a little bit more, but I only had a couple of cans, so I didn't really want to <laughs> waste it too much. Rightio, let's get into the news after that little bit of fun. Okie doke, uh, big one for Australians. The, there's, you'll see on YouTube, there's a letter from Google to us Australians about government regs. The, basically, there's some stuff going through government at the moment and legislation which will basically make Google give our data to big news corporations. Um, currently, they they pay, Google pays these news corps uh, for the fees and stuff for using the information and all this sort of stuff. And the way it's set up with this new, new legislation, Google's gonna either have to pay massive amounts more and also provide our data to these news companies so the news companies can use them without our use. Uh, not really good. Um, 
Google will be forced to by this Australian law to tell news companies how to find our data. Um, and this is also going to affect free services. So you'll see it if you are watching YouTube, you'll, for the last couple of days I've seen a little box come up and it says learn more. Actually go and have a good read of it. Um, I think I've got a fair idea of it. And it's basically, yeah, basically they're giving access. News Corps are getting more rights for whatever reason. I have no idea why they would have any sort of option to have our data or power to get more office. Um, and if it's going to make Google become a fee-based service that's in Australia, that's well, that's ridiculous to start with. Um, they need to back off. I don't even watch, I haven't read a newspaper in probably at least a good two years. I don't watch the online news. Um, I can get everything I need out of here. So I'd be really disappointed if Google gets affected by some idiots in government that have got no clue or living in the past. So yeah, look, go check it out. It could affect all of us in Australia uh, that use YouTube and or even search engines and stuff like that, it's gonna basically affect that whole segment. So definitely something to understand a bit more about and uh, hopefully we can stop. So I think Google will give us some more stuff and if there's any petitions, go check it out because uh, yeah, I think I'll be definitely signing that. I don't want any Rupert Murdoch crap anywhere near me, so that would be good. Now, the, uh, the smartphones, we looked at the boys over at uh, Lou later were talking about uh, a new phone or a phone that's out currently at the moment called the Librem 5 smartphone. It has physical kill switches. So by kill switches, I mean um, we've talked about the issues with privacy and stuff like that, which we just talked about like that with news companies getting their data. Um, some laptops have, have a physical button to close the, the camera on your laptop, so there's no way that anyone can get in and, and spy on you. Um, also, data and stuff. We use VPNs and everything to block people getting our data or access. And also, when a hacker takes over your computer, say, if you're silly enough to go to, say, um, a coffee shop and use your laptop or iPad or whatever, and you have definitely have a good chance of getting hacked. A good friend from work, Ross, he was using his laptop at uh, a coffee shop and he got hacked at the coffee shop through the Wi-Fi network. He could not turn the computer off. You can't pull a battery out of an Apple. Um, so he was absolutely stuffed just watching it and all they do is they're just punching up thousands of screens a second and he's trying to close them all down so he can get to it to turn it off and he tried to turn it off, they'd restart it, um, all that stuff and they pretty much stole 90% of his files. He had to run basically with a laptop to get it away from the Wi-Fi signal. That was the only way he could stop them. Uh, in the end, he had to go and change all his bank details, cards, credit cards, go get all that changed. Uh, make anything else in there was sort of sensitive. He had to go and make sure that was changed. Passwords, change passwords on everything he was in, uh, all that sort of stuff. So it's a pretty scary thing. So on laptops, there's been a few things where you could sort of have kill switches. You've got VPNs to protect you. But on mobile phones, you really don't have that. You can still get the VPNs, which is a really good idea. Uh, and I do suggest never using free Wi-Fi in shopping centers and that. Even when you're traveling, if you are going to travel overseas, I know as an Australian, 
Uh, it's tricky to sort of have a data plan or phone plan. It's easier to go and use a free Wi-Fi just to send messages or update your Facebook and photos. Uh, use Apple stores, which is always a good one because they're protected, but always have a VPN for that. Now, this Librem 5 and a few more smartphones seem to be coming out with it as physical kill switches. So that means you can turn these things off so there's absolutely no way that anyone can get into your phone and get your data or get access to it to get whatever they want. Uh, pretty darn cool. So it has an independent Wi-Fi card, independent Bluetooth uh, card as well. You can disconnect the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth by a flick of a switch. So if something happens, you can just push a switch and then it cuts it completely so no one can get in, no one can hack you. Uh, independent camera and microphone, so you can click that. So if you're in a meeting and whatever reason, if you're in one of those jobs where it's you've super sensitive material, uh, look, this Lightroom phone might be a great phone for your uh, a your researchers and stuff that are doing sensitive stuff, so no one can hack them and get the info. Also, uh, it'll disconnect the modem as well, so it's got its own individual smart card reader and SD card reader, so. Again, your data is completely safe. Um, it sounds a little bit crazy. The phone, phone spec-wise is not nothing amazing, but um, look, it's pretty awesome. Now that it's 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 unfortunate nowadays that you have to look at these things because that's I guess the latest thing. Uh, it's what everyone's into. They're stealing data. It's huge, huge business. Uh, this thing even you can replace the battery. So like it's a pretty modular phone and it's got Decent specs, not it's not an S20 or an iPhone 12 or anything like that, but it does have some good spe enough specs for it to use as a phone. And then it's got these really cool features that could be quite handy depending on your situation. So if you're a business and you've got people that are using company phones and you want to sort of make sure that I guess your stuff's safe if you're in one of those businesses where your data or your projects are super important and someone could be worried about people stealing stuff, well, this could be an option for you uh, definitely to give to your staff. Here you go. If you want to use a phone, this is what you're going to be using. Lock. Make sure everyone's phones are locked. When you come to the meetings, no one can steal your data. So I thought it was pretty cool, pretty interesting to sort of see there are things in that space to protect you. Um, and also that the technology is sort of there it is and it, it is available so very cool now the xbox x price has been leaked uh since yesterday uh 600 us dollars so that's about 840 bucks australian now the ps5 price is 500 us dollars that was i think leaked or released the, in the last week or so so a hundred dollars more than the ps5 the gaming catalogue, since Halo's not in it, is a little bit less. There's a lot of talk wherever what sort of the value is or is this just, uh, they've just put that at 600 and the, their second version, that S model or whatever, is going to be around the same price as the PlayStation. So very interesting to see how that all plays out. 600 US. I can't remember what the PS4 Pro was, but I know it definitely wasn't anywhere near that. Um, 
yeah, that's still a lot of coin for a gaming machine. If But if you're playing it all the time, I'm sure you're going to get the value. It's just a matter of saving your pennies up. So I don't think that's going to stop sales too much. I think that's it's still a reasonable price compared to, say, a high-end com- uh, laptop or gaming computer. You're probably going to be playing well in excess of that. And for what you get, it's probably not too bad. Okay, Apple. Big Some things over on Apple. A couple of things. Uh Today, Apple hit $2 trillion in market value. I think we talked about them a week or so ago, becoming a a trillion-dollar company. Well, it's only taken a couple of weeks to hit $2 trillion. That is just insane. So in a matter of like a fortnight or even a month, if it was in a month, I can't remember. I think it's only like a week, maybe two weeks since we talked about it. They've gone from one to two trillion dollars. So they've gained another thousand billion dollars in market value. That is just mind-boggling money. Unbelievable. Um, I'm sure Tim Cook's bonus, Christmas bonus, is going to be looking pretty darn cozy this year. He might be able to get himself a new pool. Probably definitely be able to buy himself a draft top if he hits the link below. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's just insane, isn't it? It's just you, that sort of money. Um, I think the 80s and 90s, if you were a millionaire, you were just like the king of the world. Uh, from 2000 onwards, it's been, if you had to be a billionaire to be there, and now it's it's all about the trillions. No more billionaires. Billionaires are a dime a dozen. It's all about trillionaires now. Who's going to be the... Who is going to be the first trillionaire? Now, a lot of people are saying Elon Musk. Uh, and look, if I was a betting man, which I am, I'm an Australian, it's a part of our birthright. Uh, I would be putting my money firmly in the square line of them, or it's going to be either him or an energy person or someone who can develop graphene, I think. Uh, but I think Musk, with his space, electric cars, space, uh Rocket ships, look, he's he's got to be pretty darn close to be the number one prospect to be the first trillionaire. Uh, Apple, Apple as a company, two trillion. Well, I I got a funny feeling, Muskie's not far off going to be the one that hits that first trillion dollar value as a person. There's probably someone out there already in the uh, dark depths of hell that is uh, running the world. Um, what do they call them? The um, what's that family? I reckon it's worth trillions. But uh, legitimately, I think he is probably not too far off. Now, Apple, the A14X, the new iPad laptop chip. So the iPhone 12 will have the A4, new A14 chip. Um, it's the mobile processor. We know, all know that it's basically part of that ARM stuff. We know that Apple's moving over to the ARM chips and going away from Intel uh, processors in the next two years. Well, the ARM chips, this A14X, which will be probably the first one that go into a laptop. Uh, they've There's some leak Geekbench scores out from Geekbench 5, where it scored 7,480 on that, which is rough equivalent of an i9-9880H, eight core Intel chip. So that is insane. So go check out Luke. Miani's Twitter tweet, you'll see that. He's got the got the graphs and the, and the stuff up there. Uh, I thought that was pretty darn interesting. 
how far those little chips have come. I think his graph shows from the iPhone 8 all the way up to the iPhone 14 and how massively the, the performance has grown on each one of the, the, the chips as they've come out. So like this A14X is gonna be insane. And I think you notice it a lot, like we don't, Australians pretty much, I guess, phone-wise, you get it on a plan, your phone on a plan because it's part of the plan, so you don't have any extra cost. You just pay it month by month. Two years later, you get another phone. So every sort of two to two years, you sort of get a phone, and you can see the big jump in the performance of the of the phone and and stuff like that. Or I've I notice it a lot. So and you know, I guess if you went back to the original iPhone, which I had, and I remember when that came out, I think the biggest selling features of it was the fact that it had big buttons and no more poxy buttons like the Nokia's and and uh, Blackberries and stuff. That was pretty darn cool, I think. So it was still slow as hell, and I'd hate to have to go back to something like that. But yeah, it's amazing that now uh, something coming out of your phone can now run a laptop and be like equivalent to it. So that's pretty darn cool. So looking forward to see the iPhone 12 this year and that A14 chip and to also see how the first laptop goes from Apple next year and definitely the iPads. The iPads are just gonna be insane next year. So that is pretty darn cool. Tesla, Tesla share price is going through the roof. Um, if you had, smart enough person and you had some spare coin and you bought shares at the start of the year for Tesla or the, in the last start 12 months ago, you would have tripled your money. That's how fast and much he's doing. He is just gangbustering. Elon is, tw 2020 has just destroyed most people, but 2020 has been Elon's year. He has just gone from strength to strength and just kicked goal after goal after goal. Just insane. Where Apple's doing two trillion, well, they're making the cash. Uh, Elon's doing the deeds. Uh, wow, he has gone. The share price has gone from five hundred dollars US a year ago to it's just about to hit nineteen hundred US dollars a share, which is just just insane. Uh, that's massive, massive increase. Now, the biggest part with this last little surge he's had lately, uh, they're on target to hit half a million cars, electric Teslas on sold this year in 2020 when 2020 sucks ass. Um, that's insane. Like to do, be doing that well, that is just a credit to him and the guys at Tesla and guys and girls, sorry, my apologies, um, to everyone out there that's doing it. That's like the cars are fantastic. They're doing great jobs. Um, I watched a clip today where in China, the Tesla pulled off the line with this other car and the autopilot kicked in and, and slopped the Tesla because it'd seen this car coming out of the left and crashed into this car that took off at the same time. Little stuff like that uh, helps them out as well. And look, the Teslas, as much as they're expensive cars, they're fantastic. They've done amazing things for the electric car community and pushing forward. And I'm sure they're only gonna go from strength to strength. So, wow, good on them, uh, pretty darn cool. Um, now, speaking about big buttons on phones, uh, BlackBerry, there might be a fair few of us out there that have never heard of BlackBerry, but they used to be the biggest thing for business phone users. Um, the, it had the QWERTY keyboard, that little thing. It wasn't my sort of thing. It was 
people doing texts and writing emails on phones back in the day before smartphones. Um, well, they basically went out of whack. Uh, they've bounced around a few different owners. TCL is a current owner. Well, they've just sold them. And a, a Texas company, a startup company called On Onboard On Onward Mobility, has bought them, and they will be releasing a brand new 5G BlackBerry full keyboard on the front phone, physical keyboard, not a touchscreen next year so blackberry's hanging in there they're trying to do everything to stay alive uh it's pretty cool sort of strange to see sort of where nokia and blackberry died and the sony ericsson's died uh, even sony like they've struggled even the new phones are fantastic they released a couple of phones not long ago we talked about amazing the xperia ones i think it was awesome cameras and video but just just not selling um for some reason it just Everyone's either Samsung or Apple and they're happy. And I'm an Apple and I know why. It's sort of simple for me. It's a one system and I don't have to worry about everything. I can just just do it. So it's, it's going to be it's a pretty hard sell for BlackBerry to bounce back. Um, be interesting to see how they go. But they're still there. If uh, you're a BlackBerry fan, you may have a phone to look at next year. And that's about it. Another day, another vlog. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, yeah, for Podcast World, if you haven't seen it, come and check out the link. The link's in the below in the podcast as well for the draft top. Definitely worth checking out uh, if you're a fisherman or doing barbecues in summer or anything like that where you travel a bit and you cutlery, taking cups and stuff for your drinks or if you want to mix drinks and, not, and you want to save some money, which is a good thing to do in 2020, saving money, draft top can definitely be a good little... Uh, one for you to check out small lightweight plastic you can't beat it really that's a brilliant idea and safe definitely safe otherwise i would have sliced my finger about 15 times by now but right that's us <laughs> i will see you all again tomorrow for friday's end of week session right here. thanks for stopping by catch you see ya catch you on the next one see you soon wherever you go on that way that way, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.